Nation, welcome to episode 771 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I go solo and discuss the time it takes for a brand new principal investigator, let's say someone that is doing their, trying to get their first study and doesn't have research experience, but has private practice, how long it will take to get them a study, realistically, and then what that process looks like. So hopefully this helps someone out there. I know this kind of stuff is rarely discussed, if ever. So this is really important because it's one of our most frequently asked questions for our consulting company, DSCS, with Equity and Investments, where we help sites, no matter the experience level, get studies, negotiate budgets, help with their SOPs, create source, be a shoulder to cry on, and really all kinds of other things. You can think of all the intangibles. We try to help with that for a low monthly fee. Text me if you're interested, 949-415-6256. Once you do get some experience, Inato is the place to be. Thank you to our sponsor, Inato. They help you get studies. Uh, you do need some therapeutic area expertise, but it's an amazing experience, completely free. They get their money from the sponsors. And it's a really good team over there at Inato that are trying to do the right things by unlocking access to clinical trials throughout various communities. So thank you, Inato, for working with us on research-related business development. And uh, Creo. I can't imagine life without Creo. It's an e-source, e-signatures, e-reg. It helps our site efficiency a lot. It helps me monitor my site's from anywhere. I could be remotely. Let's our CRAs monitor remotely. It has budget tracking, forecasting, auto invoicing, auto text. You can really build into it. Pay as you go for whatever you use. Link in the show notes. And with all that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode on getting a study for your research naive physician, or maybe that is you. Enjoy. Welcome back. Thank you so much for watching. Like, subscribe, comment, share. If you're watching uh, on YouTube or listening, thank you. And then just to let you know, every now and then when we do these, we go live. These well-produced podcasts slash videos. This one, Chris Sauber, who is my business partner at DSCS, so Equity and Investments, we help sites get studies. We will be having heavy representation at SOS. We actually might even have some announcements for you guys at SOS. But um, we help sites get studies, negotiate their budgets. We work with all levels of sites, all sizes. One employee sites to, I think our biggest one's like 50 plus employees. So whether it's getting you studies, getting you budgets, the price is the same for everyone. And it's low, low monthly cost but one of our favorite type of clients and our most i guess one of our most popular client profiles is the research naive physician and how long it takes to get you your first study if you're research naive so if you're a research naive physician or you're working with a research naive physician this is probably a good video for you and if you're not you could share it with them if you'd be so kind but, uh, or if you've been thinking about starting your site. So community-based clinicians are super important because they have patients that they treat. So the majority of our research naive physicians that approach us, they have a private practice. 
They might have an urgent care. They might have a boutique, like medical spa. They might have a combination of these things. But the point is they treat patients in the community. Um, it doesn't work so well for hospitalists because those patients are not really yours. They're the hospital's patients. Uh, but if they, if it is your own private practice or you are a part of a private practice, this is for you. So research naive physician, it definitely depends on your location. But before we even get to that, the reason why we constantly need more research naive physicians is because these studies are getting increasingly more complex. Um, the inclusion exclusion criteria are getting more restrictive every year, not less. And it's not changing anytime soon, by the way, it's actually going to head further in that direction of complexity. So the point is we're exhausting our current infrastructure of physicians and sites because of the huge supply of studies and the demand that these complex trials are putting, they're putting a strain on the resources at these sites. So it's just boils down to supply and demand. We need more patients. The studies are getting tougher. So we need a bigger, uh, we, we have to cast a wider net in order to get to the bottom of the funnel, which is those few patients that randomize. Even us here in Yuma Clinical Trials, we'll go through pre-screening patients. And once we've identified 10 that look like they qualify on paper, really only one or two ever screen. And from those, we're lucky to have like one randomize. Like it's, it's not easy. So you, you can see how, <clears throat> excuse me, industry-wide, this is going to be a problem. And now you want to make the studies more complex. So you're just adding and increasing the strain on the sites. This is why research-naive physicians are needed, because the sponsors need more patients. It's not because they're being nice and they want to plant their seeds in the communities. That's what they say on the surface. But in reality, they just need more numbers because their studies are getting harder and they're not getting the patients they need. If they did, and if the studies were easier, they would just do all the studies with a few sites out there and that's it. And you wouldn't really see innovation. You wouldn't see new sites popping up and you wouldn't see opportunities like you guys and gals all get to benefit from myself included. So private industry sponsored trials are very different than what you might have heard of from academia. There's no grants. There's just protocols. There's budgets. We help negotiate these budgets for you. Chris does the budgets really well. We're thinking of having a few other experts come on the team soon here to help uh, with our increasing pipeline of clients that are joining, mainly because of all the research naive physicians that have been signing up lately. But that's why they need, that's why pharma and the industry as a whole needs new physicians to do research. It's not because they're nice and they like to be outgoing and, and they want to build, what is it, build bridges in the, into the communities. That's what they say on the surface. But in reality, this is what, what they need. It. They need your patients. They need access to your patients. But you can create a very nice business within your private practice without really changing much of what you do. You do need to have a coordinator. 
There's other videos on that. I just interviewed someone from another site, Lucia Rodriguez in Phoenix, about staffing and onboarding coordinators. We're going to have this discussion at Save Our Sites panel in Tucson. And I imagine every year this is going to be a hot topic for Save Our Sites conference. Uh, but you don't need to do much to, to partake in clinical research different from what you're already doing. The patients are what the sponsor needs and what the industry wants. So now we get into how long is it going to take you? And this is where I get to my story times. So it depends on the location because supply and demand means supply and demand on a hyper-local level too. If there are a lot of sites in Miami, it's gonna th- and you're a research naive physician in Miami, which by the way is a fact, there are the most sites in Miami than anywhere else in the world. It's going to take you a lot longer to get a study in Miami than it is in Yuma, Arizona. I mean, that's the reason why I'm out here in the first place. Uh, I have family here, so I didn't just throw a dart on the map and come there. I knew about Yuma already, and I, I knew it would be a good place for a research site if the opportunity ever presented itself and it did but where i came from with my old clinic was in orange county california which is a suburb of los angeles and it was way more competitive there like by a long shot so it took there about nine months to get a study for a research naive physician on average here in yuma for my first PI, Dr. Smith, I moved out here in July of 2021, and we got our first site selection, site, site initiation visit in December. So that's a six months, but really we got selected around October. So it took from July, August, September, it took about three months here in Yuma to get that first study officially selected. Like you're selected for the study, We understand you're a research naive PI, but this is a tough study and we really need the patients. And that's another thing. Your first study is going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be on the tougher side. Why? Again, supply and demand. Beggars can't be choosers. If you're a sponsor running an an extraordinarily complex trial and you're having problems enrolling from your other sites, you're going to have to make concessions. Some of those concessions might be, well, this PI is not experienced, but he or she does have the patient population, and they seem to have a coordinator that knows what they're doing. In his case, it was me. Like I, I was the coordinator. I knew what I was doing. We got the study within three months. I think it actually took like a little less. It took me like two and a half months to get that study. And the good thing about that study was they were sister protocols. So we actually got two studies, plexoriasis and atopic dermatitis study. And we were able to actually screen some patients and we were able to get two studies off the bat on my PI's resume. And the important thing to note here is those were derm studies and my PI is an internal medicine physician. So, but... He, they do see the beginnings of all these diagnoses before they start referring out the specialist. And my PI 
referred me to a specialist who was a derm that was going to be the sub eye on this trial. So right off the bat, not only did I have the PI with two studies right away, but I had the dermatologist sub investigator who then later became a PI for me as well. So when I started with that dermatologist as a PI, who was my second investigator at my site, he was not research naive from the beginning because he was a sub investigator. So when I started applying for studies for him as a PI, he was off the bat experienced. I was able to get him a study within one month of working with him, with him. But that's a couple of factors. He had two studies under his belt, plus he had a bunch of study experience that he had in the university. Um, so he had uh, on his CV a lot of academic research, and then he had a gap where he did private practice. And then he was a sub-buy for two studies of mine with my other PI. <clears throat> so when I started applying for him, it was only one month. So a couple of things going there. He had experience and we were in an underserved community where there's zero competition. There is still no other research sites here in Yuma besides the local hospital. And they only do oncology studies. So my results are not necessarily going to be the same as yours if you're in a more competitive market. It might take six months. It might take nine months. Matter of fact, it's so competitive in some cities that Chris and I, with our consulting company, DSCS, we have this rule that if within six months we can't get you a trial, we will work for free on that seventh month and the eighth month, however long we need to work, until we get you a study. And then as soon as you're selected and you're initiated and we do that contract and budget for you, then you start paying us again. We, we want to have clients for the long term. We're not here to extract and nickel and dime you to death. So just know it is possible to get studies as a research-naive physician, but it is, it's extremely competitive. Now, contrast my success story here in Yuma with my site in Orange County previously. So 2015, me and Chris started a site in Costa Mesa, California, which is Orange County, with a psychiatrist. It was so competitive in that market. Our psychiatrist was experienced. We were still, it took us nine months to get our first study for a psychiatrist. And that first study was an asthma study. And you might be thinking, how do you get an asthma study with a psychiatrist as a PI? Because the psych market was so crowded in that Orange County region. And matter of fact, it was even in our own city in Costa Mesa, there was another big site there that was getting all the studies. And one of the things the sponsors do not like is having multiple sites in the same city on the same study. So we were just getting eaten up by the competition. It took nine months to get that first study, which was not even in his therapeutic area. We were able to make money. That site did not succeed for a number of reasons, which we can get into in another podcast. But one of them was the inability to bring on studies quick enough. So you do have to pay attention to competition. Now, that being said, if you have a private practice and your patients trust you and you are 
trusted source in that community, you will eventually have a stable research site regardless of competition. Some of our best clients, I just said Miami, Florida is the most competitive research site market in the world, and that is true. Two of our best clients are in, one of our best clients is in Miami, two of our best clients are in Florida, and Florida is the most competitive state in the country when it comes to clinical research. So it doesn't matter at the end of the day and in the long run, it doesn't matter where you're located. Sponsors will figure out that the cream rises to the top. Once you get studies, once you do well on one study with a really big pharma company, like an Eli Lilly, like a Pfizer, like a Boehringer, like a Novartis, like an Amgen, those players, those big pharma, they have a portfolios of therapeutic indications, different studies. Like someone like Novartis has for one IP, they might have like 10 different trials going on. So even if you are in a competitive market, there might be 10 sites in your, in your town that can do that study well, but they're not giving all 10 of those, their protocols to all 10 of those sites. They're going to give one of this one, one of this one. Maybe this site's really good. They're going to give them two or three because they really like the PI and he or she is a key opinion leader uh, for them or like a very important player for them. So they're going to give them more, but they, they will spread the wealth around even in the competitive markets. So it does matter in the short run. In the long run, if you run your business properly and it starts with your your the way you treat your patients and it starts with the way you are perceived in the community, that will translate and spill over into your clinical research because if you're running your private practice properly and patients are happy and patients keep coming back, chances are you're going to run your research site properly because you have those are transferable skills that you can bring over from private practice to clinical research. The only difference is you're going to need to have that coordinator that really knows what they're doing and then promote them to a lead CRC and then promote them eventually to a site director. But there is money in research. And if you allocate your resources, your financial resources properly, your your research site is going to keep snowballing. And that is what happens to our success stories all over the place. But I'm, I'm choosing Florida as an example that it can happen in a competitive market because, like I said, two of our most successful clients are in Florida. And we have around, at the time of this recording, anywhere from 80 to 100 clients, 80 to 100 sites as clients. Some of these clients gross three and a half million, five million a year. And with like not huge teams, like maybe six to 10 coordinators and a site director and admin. So an extra three million in revenue when profit, profit margins is all said and done, let's say you profit half of it. That's pretty good money that you can add to your private practice. It's probably close to, if not exceeds what your private practice does. One of our clients in Florida was, they got so good at this, they actually quit their private practice to focus on the research. And we told them, hey, the reason your research is doing good is because of your private practice. So before you quit, make sure that you're going to have and secure a way to get patients 
from the community into your trail. So make sure you partner with another private practice or if you sell your private practice to someone else, make sure there's a clause in there that they will refer the patients to your research sites. And they did. And that's how it worked out. And they're doing really good. They're probably at the 7 to 10 million gross revenue range right now. So it's, it's very possible uh, for you to do this as a research naive PI. Again, the industry needs you. Patient, your patients need you. Here in Yuma, our patients, there's so many patients right now that are, that are obese that are and and they can't qualify for these GLP ones, which is all the rage. If it wasn't for these studies that we have in the community, and this was like like unexpected, unanticipated. I didn't move here. I moved to Yuma in 2021. It was right before GLPs became popular. Like they were popular off label, but they were really got hot right when I moved here. And it turns out that that's what studies were getting. And our patients are loving it. Like they get paid to be in the study. The ones that are not on placebo are losing weight. The ones that are on placebo, they don't know it, of course, because it's double blind. But the ones that are on placebo, they're still getting care every week, every month, however long their visits are. In between, they come in, they get paid, they get weighed, they get a nutritionist telling them what they need to eat, what's going on, whether you're on placebo or not. So this is a value we bring to the community. Your patients need you to do this. If this is something you want to do as a private practice clinician, and if you're a nurse practitioner, same thing. You, you won't be able to be a PI, but if you can partner with an MD or a DO, that you trust, and let's say you're an NP and you have the business or you're a PA, which is a physician assistant, and you own the clinic, you can partner with an MD who's going to be the PI and you guys can execute the same strategy. You're just going to have to be business partners. But if you're the MD, there's no one you need to partner with. You're going to have to partner with specialists in the community because you're going to start getting offered trials that are outside of your immediate therapeutic area of expertise. So my story back to the success story in Yuma. So two months to get my first two and a half months to get my first study, but they were two. It was a derm. It was two studies for dermatology that were for my internal medicine physician, but we needed a sub investigator dermatologist. My internal medicine PI told us to use his, his colleague who's a dermatologist at another practice. So that person, the dermatologist instantly gained research experience. We started applying for derm studies for him because he liked the idea of being a PI. He wanted to create a business with us, with his private practice. So we have a dermatology research now. Then we started getting offered psychiatric studies, CNS, central nervous system. We partnered with a neurologist slash psychiatrist. He's dual certified. Thanks to my internal medicine doctor again. He was research naive. Like he didn't even do research in academia, like in college or in, in med school. So he started as we put him as a sub-buy on the other trials that we had. Now we got him a tough study as his first study, but it took us about three months to get that study for him. And now he's going to get his, he's working, we're working on getting his second study right now. And literally this week, yesterday, 
I met with a cardiologist who my internal medicine PI said is interested in doing research with his cardiology private practice. I just applied for him um, for some studies on Innato that we're going to get our first cardio study through my internal medicine PI, but now we're going to give the sub-I experience as a sub-I so that we can start getting studies for him and now we can start accepting studies from multiple therapeutic areas where when we first came out here, there was nothing, just an idea. So the same thing can happen for you and doesn't matter what your specialty is. If you're a rheumatologist, if you're a dermatologist, if you're internal medicine, if you're a psychiatrist, there's a lot more therapeutic areas than your specialty. And you're if you're connected properly in your community, not only with your private practice, but with other private practices, you can create a research network in your community and you guys can form alliances like we have done here and we're still trying to affect positive outcomes in your community. And at the end of the day, it helps the patients out, it helps the pharmaceutical sponsors out, and it helps you out as an entrepreneurial physician, not to mention all the people you're going to hire in your community. Like in our town, there's not many career options for medical assistants phlebotomists, CNAs, but we're able to create research opportunities for them. And this is a really cool industry in the sense that it's very small and very big at the same time, meaning there's not enough people in this industry, but the opportunities are huge. And definitely the financial rewards are huge too. So hopefully this helps if you're interested in us helping you get more studies for your site or getting the ball rolling with you starting a research site, message me. You, you can text me at 949-415-6256 or you can email me, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. With all that being said, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. Bye-bye.